Part two, what people's communication styles say about who they really are when you're not looking. Part one of this episode, we looked at some very interesting text messages, texting habits, and common communication styles. We analyzed what some of the intricacies in their text messages reveal about their true nature, especially those who have something to hide. Part one is available, so if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you check out that one first before listening to this episode. In this episode, we will be discussing common communication styles and text messages to try and predict what this person is really trying to say. We have gathered a nice variety of text message samples which we will analyze including messages from narcissistic and toxic people. I'll be sharing some very amusing text messages I have received on my dating app. So if you want to know what red flags look like in a form of a text message, I have some perfect examples to share. By paying close attention to certain details and listening into our intuition, we can almost predict people like weather, prevent heartache and get clarity in relationships. Firstly, let's talk about people who ask too many questions, they talk too much and they just don't listen to your response. If you have met somebody like this, why do you think that might be? What does their communication style suggest about their true nature? So, has anybody met anyone like you just this? Asked four questions. So, yeah, so I've had it a lot. Yeah, it applies to you, Lap. Okay, fine. I won't ask too many questions. Lost souls. Yes. Attachment issues. Weak people with weak minds. Is this about me? Maybe. Maybe not. I didn't ask any unnecessary questions. I'm talking about a pattern where people are asking questions that require information about you and they're penetrating boundaries but at the same time they withhold information about themselves mm. so i feel like when people are asking too many unnecessary questions and it doesn't give any opportunity to learn about them and who they are so absolute gossipers yeah, they could be gossiping, very likely. So they have no capacity for a deep, meaningful conversation. Okay, that's the bottom line. Anytime you share good news with them, instead of being happy and just listening to you, appreciating what you have to say, they will quickly circle back to themselves. So now they want to talk about themselves. For example, if you say, oh, I've just been promoted at work, they'll say something like, oh, I got promoted last week. Exactly. You've never promoted me. Rob, this isn't the time or place to talk about... You've demoted me, but you've never promoted me. Rob, have you ever wondered that this 
could have anything to do with you catfishing me and breaking my trust and being so incompetent with your job, making mistakes. Bloody hell, let it go, woman. Well, you're the one who brought it up. Okay. Overall, these kind of people, as Dave said, gossipers as well, most likely there's not a lot going on in their life. (laughs) So that's why... Every time there's good news, it's not very digestible. It's not very easy to hear because it shines a light on their boring life or their life that is just ordinary. So for them to do... So uh, just asking for a friend here. Uh What happens if you don't get a message back? If you hear absolutely nothing? Mm -hmm. I'm sure my mate would love to know. You mean ghosting? No. He's not being haunted, Suman. There's no spirits in the phone. No, ghosting is a term that basically when somebody just ends a relationship out of the blue with no explanation. So it kind of leaves the other person thinking, where did it all go wrong? But in reality, the person ghosting you just lacked real social skills and empathy. So I think you should tell your friend No, that. I disagree completely. Why can't, Why do I have to explain why I don't want to speak to you anymore? Can't we just end it easily? I don't understand. Look, you have disregarded the other person's feeling and only thought about yourself. That's just being Wait, rude. Wait, have I already slept with this person? I don't know. Did you? I'm just asking in the scenario. Well, I mean, if we've not... Well, you had something... Something was there between you two. And sometimes, yeah, people might have been quite intimate with each other. They might have been on several dates. Okay, if if we have bumped uglies, then yes, I might send a cursory message saying it's over. Because I've never even met this person. Like, sometimes you talk to people on apps, don't you? Like, dating apps for two weeks before you even meet them. And then you just don't reply because, like, fuck you. I don't even fucking know you. Yeah, it's also known as dead chat. Whoa, 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 I don't want anyone saying I want any dead chat. It's selfish. That's what it is. And I know you're a devil and you don't understand what, what I'm talking about. But come on, don't pretend to like somebody if one day you're going to decide that, okay, I've had my good time now. I'm just going to leave them. No, you see, I don't think of it as a pretending to like sort of situation. What I more mean is sometimes you speak to people and after a week or so, you realize, actually, I don't really feel anything for you. I don't owe you anything to say, oh, I'm terribly sorry. No, it's not about saying sorry or nothing's happened. You don't understand. This has just come out of the blue when everything seemed to be fine and things were progressing in the relationship. Well, it seemed like that. So you can't help but think, well, the other person was just pretending all along to be interested. Had you met him yet? Um, I wasn't talking about me. Mm. If you've been speaking with someone, right, and it was clear that this was escalating to something official, then how can they do this to you? Easy. What do you mean easy? Yes, but I mean, it's more easier just to leave it at that point, you know. You haven't met them. They don't owe you anything. You've had a little bit of chat for a while. You know, it's like if you spoke to some guy at the bus stop every morning. It's not his prerogative to have to say to you, oh, by the way, I'm driving now. If he's not there, he's not there. 
I know not everybody deals with it in the same way. I know people's situations are different, but let's say in most cases, you've been speaking with someone, it's obvious that it's more than just a chat. You're sharing things about your life. You're sending good morning messages. You're checking in with each other. And then one day they just leave. It shocks you. You think, oh my God, what the hell has happened? Are they okay? It's such a terrible experience to put somebody through. Honestly, I just don't think you can justify it at all. Oh, absolutely. Look, I 100% agree. And look, I've been there myself in my very, very early days. But I think this is why you have to guard yourself. You have to make sure you don't form these attachments too early. Because people will ghost you. I'll ghost you. I'll get attached very quickly. I bet you do. See that? Like, literally, as soon as someone says hi, I'll fall in love with them. Like a fucking limpet. Tell us more, Rob. No. So was this asking for a friend or for you? Come on, it's only me and Dave and a few thousand people listening. Come on, you can no. talk, share your experiences. I think people can really connect with... Oh, maybe there's a lovely lady listening out there who can resonate with your story and she might reach out to you, Rob. Doubt it. There might be some trauma bonding. Trauma bonding? Yeah, you never know. Ooh. That sounds like the worst king. Dave, let him speak. We can cry together. Exactly. So go on, tell us what happened. Well, when I get a text? No, when you didn't get a text. Well, I don't get a text. Yeah, well, say if you I were... I back up into my pit of self-pity and wallowing. <laughs> no, just give us an example of any particular individual that you were speaking with. You thought this was going to progress and one day... That one were you, wasn't it? Yes, it was with you, Sue, man. I didn't ghost you. I blanked you out for some time because you catfished me and I just couldn't stand you anymore. Stop bringing this up. I told you, let it go. Fine. So have I answered your question about ghosting? Yeah, just about. I feel worse now. Thanks. Okay, look. Rob, ghosting is not a representation of you and what you lack. It's the other way around, okay? So I've done nothing wrong? You've done nothing wrong. It's potentially your ego talking which is hurt. And also, think of it this way. Ghosting is a blessing in disguise because that person has already shown you who they are. They're someone who chooses the easy way out into things. They ignore their problems instead of facing up to them. So, in a way, they've done you a favour because how would that person have acted in a relationship if they ever Look, Rob faced want, a problem? He doesn't want a relationship. He's not bothered about three years down the line. Rob? No, that's a lot of shite. Oh, so you're looking for love, are you? Yeah. Bullshit. I like receiving love. And I like giving love. I bet you like receiving. Well, my advice to anybody listening out there who's been ghosted, for their own sanity, you have your closure. For whatever reason, they chose the easy way out. They don't have the basic communication skills 
and honesty. Can you imagine being with that person? Use your precious time on something that's really worth it. That's it. And with that being said, I'm going to swiftly move on to narcissistic messages. Text messages from a narcissist come in a variety of bitter flavors. The most common ingredient in all of them is manipulation. Their underlying motivation is always to serve their superiority complex and at the cost of your feelings. Wait, so what's this what's this message like? Give us an example, please. Okay, so most of the messages have a simple structure, like a beginning, middle and end. They usually will start with a good reason to reach out, which is how they hook you up. So I wanted to reach out to talk about our son's birthday. And you think, okay, fair enough. I'm going to respond to that. There's nothing wrong with talking about our son's birthday. Yes. When you get to the body of the text message, so when they hook you up and you start reading the message, this is where you'll find manipulation. And it'll be vague. It'll be confusing as hell. There'll be gaslighting. There'll be taunts. There'll be passive aggressiveness. What? Like, um, oh, you didn't come to his last birthday, so we hoped you'd come to this one. Yeah, so basically, from start to finish, they could say something like, I wanted to reach out to remind you of our son's birthday, which is on the 3rd of June, which is a Tuesday. Oh my God. Don't worry, I've told him not to expect much from you. After all, you're going to be really busy at work, aren't you? And you recently got a promotion as well. So yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, don't stress about it. I've got all the arrangements sorted out. And, you know, I've been doing this for five years now, so no big deal. I also just wanted to congratulate you. I heard from Tracy that you just moved into your new house with your girlfriend. And I wish you all the best. I'm really happy to see that you got what you really wanted. Oh, fuck off. Goodbye. Don't forget to eat (laughs) or something like that. Well, I think the best way to deal with them is just to be extremely direct and say, well... No, I am having, I am enjoying my life actually, and I'm not coming to this fucking birthday. Party. Um, if that's the mother of your child, it's not going to be easy to say that, is it? Wonder if my mum ever said that. What? Wonder if my mum ever said that. Well, why don't you ask her? I might do now. Do you even know your dad? No. You do? No, I don't. You talked about it in the life coaching episode. You just don't know where he... Yeah, I did. I said he fucked up. Yeah, that's it. But you do know who he is. Oh, yeah. I know who he is. Yeah, exactly. I just don't know him. Rob, if he's listening right now, do you have a message for him? You disgust me. There. said it. Okay. Good. Right, now we're moving on to the last part of this episode. My dating app messages. Are we ready for this? And just for any children children out there, please understand that the next 10 minutes will be quite graphic. So I recommend adult parental advisory. You know what I mean? What the hell? I have not included such graphic messages okay well it's not going to be as fun then is it but you're not denying you have sent those messages 
I have not sent any of those messages either, okay? She's received a few, though. Oh, you received them? Naughty. Okay, first one. You're the type of girl who's perfect marriage material, just not someone I'd date. TBH. He's looking for financial gain. Although it's <laughs> complimentary, but you don't feel too good about it, do you? It doesn't technically feel like a compliment. It sounds like a compliment. And you think, oh, wow, I'm precious. People want to marry me. No, I'll tell you what, from a man's point of view, what he's saying. Oh, God. Okay. He's saying, basically, look, I don't want to go on dates with you. However, I would have sex with you. However, I can't just say that. So I have to say your marriage material. And then down the line, I go, but I don't want to get married, leaving only one route of accessibility, the knickers. Okay. Uh, thank you for that insight, Dave. Um, if anybody has received any messages like that, I don't disagree with Dave. I do think that's what he is trying to say. You have great qualities, but I don't care. I just am not interested in that. Now, next one. I love you too much and I would love to be with you, but I can't be with you because I'm scared of how much I love you. Whoa, <laughs> run away, run away. Oh my that is an God. immediate red flag. That is the sort of message you send when you're breaking up with someone when you're 15 years old. They're dazzling you with a compliment that doesn't make sense. I think... This person is manipulative. If they really love you, they'll make you feel loved. Exactly. The pattern of overstating something is quite common in people who are imposters. If anyone overemphasizes how brilliant they are, it makes me doubt that person. Because people who are capable, they won't need to shout out about it from the rooftop. Remember that? hideous Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher Yep. she had a famous quote where she said, being a woman is like having power. If you say that you are, then you're not. You know, a bit like that. I still love you. What? I said I still love you. Fuck me. No. It's a text message, Rob. I still love you. Who sends that? That's it. That's the message. Yeah, so you basically this is your ex reaching out. I would text back saying, cool. This is someone who wants the pecs of being in the relationship again. But they're confusing that with love. Yes, yeah, basically an absolute little bitch who runs away on her husband and then finds out, oh, actually, he looked after me. He did good things for me. Well, it could be the husband. It could be a friend. It could be anybody. It could even be your ex-employer who realizes what they've lost. So they're going to play lots of different cards. The good old days card. Oh, I miss you so much. You hold so much value, making you feel special and unique and wonderful. Basically, they're kind of going back to that love bombing stage. But you know you gave them too many chances and no more. You never know what you've lost until it's gone. When someone reaches out like this and they once had a special place in your life, your body 
will be full of adrenaline and there's chemically a lot of stress in your body you feel like oh this is the spark again but it's actually your body's natural fear response fear of loss that gets confused with oh i still miss this person i still have feelings for this person but you don't i think that's why so many of us get confused with the idea of what love is and we fall for the wrong people time after time after time i want to know what love is i want you to show me oh darling yes what a banger rob thank you this one let's take it day by day oh my god did you write that no sounds like something you would write no. Uh, I think that you definitely wrote that one soon. I don't think oh, I... Or even better, you had it written to you. Okay, I did write that one. Knew it. Let's take it day by day definitely means this is fucking ending imminently. <laughs> yeah, basically said don't waste your time. Yeah, exactly what I wanted to say. But you said let's Knew take it. it day by day instead. It's the beginning of the end, isn't it? If you say it to somebody, that means this isn't going any further than a little, little, little slap and tickle in the bushes. Do you know what? I just had an idea. Mm-hmm. I might send this message to someone who's not getting the hint in other ways. Oh, are they still messaging you? Yeah. What's he like? Not great. There's, there's nothing there, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it don't sound like it, do it? Yeah. No, it sounds like it's quite dead. Mm. Are you trying all these different conversation starters to see what kind of response you get? Oh my God, she's doing, she's testing them out. Well, I was just doing an experiment on the dating app to see what the experience is like, you know, trying to date. Oh, she's looking for an experience, gentlemen. We all know what that means. (laughs) I love ladies who are looking for experience. It's the best type. No commitment. Okay, I wasn't taking advantage of anyone. I was just looking for an experience of what real conversations look like when people date. So I can help other people and analyze these text messages oh, I see. in my podcast. It wasn't anything malicious, Dave. It was just an experiment. That's all. You're catfishing now. I've not catfished anybody because neither I used John Smith Excuse me. and Googled pictures to put on my profile. Yes. I used my real name, my actual bio, and my profile picture. So everybody knew who they were talking to. I don't believe it. And I was very honest with them about the podcast. I did say I'm going to use some of these messages to analyze. So anyways, All right. next one. We're not dating, but I'd say we're a thing. This is brackets. You're a fucking booty call. End brackets. Oh no. Yes, Rob. Has that happened recently to you? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I can say, Robert, they probably started talking to you and realized that you were boring. No, actually, some of the fans have reached out on Instagram recently. Of there? Yeah, Rob. Don't pretend like you don't know anything about this. So they thought they were speaking with me because there's so many videos about me talking about the podcast, but they didn't realize that Rob's managing the page and uploading all these videos. So all these women that have been texting Rob on Instagram thinking it was me. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he said, well, actually, I'm Rob, 
then you can imagine what happened next, Dave. Oh, they've been. Oh my goodness, Rob! No, bloody hell, he's at it again. No, I'm not. You've got no proof of this. I have because so I have want. the password of the app. Yeah, but I've deleted those messages. I had notifications on my phone, so I was reading everything you said, and a screenshot of you as well, if you want to see. Were you impressed? I was actually. Yeah, I was. Ooh. You're not a bad communicator. I must say that. Interesting. Yeah, he knows how to like captivate people. Rob, captivating. Yeah, and I think he does do his homework. He will read up about people. He will look at their profiles and see what they're posting and what kind of things they're into. So he tailors his personality and his words to what the other person wants to hear. So that's how he can hook them up. Yeah, I do. I'll, I'll put the effort in. Yeah, he does. He's a catfishing mastermind. Maybe. <laughs> I think he's really good at being other personalities. But at the same time, that's because he lacks one of his own. He doesn't have a personality of his own. So he can just mould himself into whatever's in his head. Ooh, we, we, I feel we're getting into dangerous sort of serial killer 16 split personalities here. Well, I am proud of it. Well, you shouldn't be. Okay, back to the text messages. If someone says something very conflicting in the same sentence, massive red flag, such as, yeah, we're going out and I love seeing you, but we're not dating yet. Tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Okay. Don't beat yourself up about dry mother flowers. beepers. Flowers. Okay, mother flowers. Yes, wonderful. Mother flowers. Perfect. That is sometimes the best response you can give them. Next one. You're too independent. What's wrong with that? Exactly. What's wrong with that? No, I, what he's trying to say is I need to have control over you. Yes. This is a big narcissistic red flag. What this person is actually trying to say is that I am someone who has always felt important when I know someone else who loves me is vulnerable and in need of me. It could be either financially, emotionally, psychologically, their needs give me the power and control over them. This is going to make me feel good in the relationship and feed my ego. And they'll do anything to make sure that you don't shine too bright. Otherwise, they'll be in the shadows mm. and they'll lose their significance in the relationship. So they don't like strong-minded people. And when they say things like, oh, you're too smart or you're too independent... Well, why is that a bad thing? So, again, massive red flag. A lot of red flags, aren't there? There is. Didn't know there were so many. Everything's a red flag. I'm like, bloody hell, I'm never going to find anybody else. We could make another fucking country with a matter of red flag. I know. Yes, I think we could. This one is really interesting. Why do we need a title for? We love each other so much. And that's what matters. Nobody needs to know. Oh, my God, I've used that one when I was in school. I remember saying that to three different women. Did you? Ah, uh, yes, yes. I remember very distinctly saying that to the girl called Beep. And uh, she was crying outside English class and called me a bastard. God, you're so cruel. Yes, I was rather cruel. 
I'm not surprised at all. This is someone who's avoiding responsibility and commitment in the relationship. Yes, sounds about right. Not highly ambitious in the relationship. No. Just looking for things to do. Sex. Just to feel good. Yes. And they're just immature. They just want to have fun. Sounds like you, Dave. <laughs> it sounds bang on. That's absolutely bang on, yes. So nice. you shouldn't be proud of this. Exactly. Well, I'm not proud, but I did have a lot of fun with those women. So basically what you're doing, Dave, is just playing with the logic that actions are more important. Yes. But on the contrary, words matter. It really is important that you know what your place is in somebody's life. Officially, these kind of people will most certainly end up hurting oh, you. Oh, yes. And they know this before you do. So that's why they don't want to give you a title because they don't want to be liable for your hurt feelings. Well, exactly. I told you, darling, that I was not in a relationship with you. So that's why I'm having this orgy right now, okay? Be chill. Okay, we're going to end this episode on the classic breakup text message. It's not you. It's me. Oh, my goodness. I've been told that more times than I've eaten soup. Rob? I've never said that. No, but you've been told it, haven't you? Yeah, just about. Who's the last girl who said to you, it's not you, it's me? I can't remember. It's been so long. Oh, man, that's even sadder. It's not you, it's me is the classic breakup line. It's one of the most easiest line to throw at somebody to avoid confrontation and hopefully avoid the other person launching their hurt feelings onto you because it takes away that power to do so. It can be used as a manipulative tactic. However, it has so many meanings that it's difficult to pin down to just one thing and every individual is so unique. For example, they could generally mean it they might have mental health challenges that they've been hiding from you and something's triggered, they feel overwhelmed and they got to a point where they're giving up on certain parts of their life and you're one of them. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. You wouldn't want to date me. Oh, no, I'm struggling right now. I'm taking my antidepressants and life is so hard for me and I'm a bitch. You wouldn't like me even though you're in love with me. Yeah. Yes, Angela, that's my bloody wife. Well, did she write that? Pretty much. Bloody hell. I know. I don't think Angela would just write that. I'm sure she must have given you lots of reasons. It was a long text. I only read the first few lines. There was something on the lines of, look, I'm going through a difficult time right now, and I think that you wouldn't enjoy being around me. And I just was like, Okay, look, I know you're hurt, but it doesn't justify you talking ill about her every 10 minutes. I'm sure she's just as upset as you are, okay? So why don't you both just respect each other's feelings? <clears throat> so while she's on leave, I'd ask you to refrain talking about her. So she's on fucking holiday? Well, she's on leave right now, so I'd ask you to both... Unpaid or paid? Um, that, that's none of your business. Fucking paid leave! Right, we haven't got time for this. I hope... Our analysis have helped you gauge who they are and help you understand who you are and help you reflect on some of the things you do to grow as a individual. Sometimes the reasons why people say what they say 
are really unique to that person. What you need to do is stick to your reality. Reflect on how someone makes you feel. That's a reflection of how they feel about you, truly. We learn this from a very young age to project our feelings onto others so that they can understand what we need from them. Children always end up making us feel the way they feel. So if they feel helpless, they'll start screaming and throwing things around, leaving you feeling less in control of them. Here are some very easy and simple ways you can respond to some of these text messages. Firstly, get people to elaborate on what they are saying. And when they do, they'll have to try and make sense of what they said. Most likely, they will reveal their true intentions in order to make sense of what they have said. My other favorite way to respond to horrible text messages is silence. One of the most powerful things you can do, and I've been using this so much recently. Wait, so you mean ghosting them? No, I mean just don't respond to things for the sake of defending yourself or justifying why you did what you did. If they've asked you a question and you feel like, okay, it's necessary for me to answer this, but if somebody is making you feel uncomfortable, if they're making a nasty comment, just let them hang on to their miserable way of thinking. You don't have to respond to that. You don't have to entertain them. And sometimes that's the best way to shut them down is just not give them that reaction that they are wanting to provoke out of you. Oh, absolutely, yes, yes. Also, when silent is properly used, you learn to find strength and peace. You can see things as they actually are. It's also very useful when you first start texting romantically to try and gain power and leverage over them, making sure you don't reply at the certain time so that they see you've not replied and make them desire you more. Should I start trying that? Most definitely, Rob. All right. My purpose for sharing my personal experience and this knowledge with you is to encourage you to become more aware of the power of words. Words consist of vibrations and sounds that create the reality which surrounds us. By changing your language, you can potentially change the world. Ooh, that was very nice. Well done. <laughs> and without words, thoughts can't become reality. Oh, true, man. Yes, yes. You're going to be a speechwriter for sure. Oh, thank you. Well, after all, I'm an experienced writer now. and I feel it, Sue, man. I, feel... I mean, you're growing older, aren't you? What are you I... How old are you? On you, 37 or something? Ancient. Excuse me? 38. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. I'm so mean. No wonder Angela left you. Oh, and we're talking about mean, yes? Yes, I am. We're talking about mean, aren't we? And you're, talk you're making jokes about my bloody failed marriage. Yes, I am. Okay, finally, if you have recognised some of these red flags in yourself, don't judge yourself too harshly or be critical of who you are. Just try to see this as an opportunity to do things better and be nicer. What if you don't want to be nice? Well, in that case, there's no hope for you, is there, Dave? 
Maybe not, but I've got a nice little date tomorrow, so there is some hope of something. Oh. Wow. Thank you. Who's the unlucky woman? She's called Marjorie. Marjorie? How old is she? 65. Fucking hell. Cougar. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm over a thousand years old. Well, well, doesn't that make her underage? No, <laughs> I believe that after 16, everybody's overage. Isn't that right? Right, okay. How old are you in human years, then? Um, I'd say probably about 32. So she's older? Yes, in human years she's older, of course, but she's in life lived and experienced. She's... Good grief! Oh, 65, nothing wrong, with, nothing wrong with that. How can you move on that quick? To a granny as well! <laughs> Grannies are very, very useful, you know? Take those teeth out. <laughs> and yes, I've moved on quickly, but I mean... My life as a married man is already over, so I might as well enjoy my life as a single man now. By the way, I should also announce something as well to our listeners. As you know that I don't have an angel right now on my shoulder looking after me because Angela's gone and we don't know if she's ever going to be back. So, heaven are going to send a replacement soon. Oh, so I'm going to get a new angel and she will also be joining this podcast. Yes. Excuse me? No. Right, you better not convert her to your naughty, dark, dirty ways. She's not going to be influenced by Dave in any way. And let me tell you, she is one of the most strictest angel in heaven. Oh, I like a strict angel. Ooh. Mm, spank me, Mrs. Angel. I've been a bad devil. Are you going to marry her? Well, I don't think she'll even want to talk to Dave. She's a hardcore angel. She's not going to fall for any of his traps. Oh, she's hardcore. Triple X. Naughty. Rob? I think what I'll do, Rob, is I'll set you and this angel up. How about that? Okay. Yes, you can date this one. All right. Excellent. Excuse me, both of you. She's not even here. And you're talking about dating her and marrying her and God knows doing what? I want her kids. Huh? <laughs> Robert, you old dog. Um, I, guys, I think she's going to be listening to this episode. I don't think she'll want to come here. And I'm going to be left without an angel forever. I'll make her come, don't worry. Bloody hell, Robert, I'm so impressed with you. You've been taking my lessons on board, haven't you? Well, I'll take her out for dinner first. I don't think you're getting the point. She's not going to be friends with anybody. She's here to do lots of good in the world. Demolish the evil. So she's not here to make friends. Uh, She's going to be... Give it time. Give it time. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see who wins this one. I think I'll win. I think I will.